Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kickback Presents the All Memphis Post Game Show, where we break down, recap, analyze every Memphis Grizzlies and or Memphis Tigers game right after they happen. You don't have to wait for our takes with me, per usual. And as always, uh, we got the homie Mace. Mace, what's going on, dog? How you feeling? Back up over 500, baby. Anytime we over 500, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. How are I, you, man? I'm middle good. Of, middle of the week. It's hump day. How you feeling? It was a very – it felt like a Wednesday. It felt like a Wednesday today. Um, work was work. <laughs> and then got, come, <laughs> then got to come home and uh, watch a Grizzlies game, uh, a game that we knew that we knew they – they should have won, and uh, they actually did win, but it didn't look like that. Didn't look that way for the first half, but um, you know I'm, they they, they not, pulled it out. I'm not sure they they could have came out flatter, and they came out so flat. Both of us actually missed the first quarter. You were a bit out of pocket, and I thought the game was at six because I had the uh, Jazz game time stuck in my head uh, for the weekends, trying to plan ahead. And uh, yes, yeah, so I missed basically the whole first half. And right when I tuned in, like Moses Brown basically already had a double double. Yeah. And he Jod went up for this lazy little like floater right in the middle of the lane. It wasn't a floater, it was more like a runner. And Moses spiked it, but Grayson was there to pick it up and uh nail a three. And that put us ahead 40 to 39, um, like with five minutes left in the second quarter. And then it pretty much all fell apart and the Thunder took the lead and I mean, it just seemed like from what I saw in the first half, we played with no force, no effort. Um, you know, basically one of those games we thought we were just going to win by stepping out on the court, much like the last time we played OKC and it came back to bite us. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't think we missed much there in the first half. Well, um, now you said – we were talking about the ja- – I, I thought we were, I thought this was a home game. You said you had the jazz game stuck in your mind. I thought it was a home game because when I was at the arena on Monday, they had the uh they had like a, a preview for you know saying jazz game on whatever. And I thought they were saying, Oh, the jazz game is at home. I thought we were playing the jazz at home. And so I'm talking about boss at work. And she's like, You gonna watch the game tonight? I'm like, Yeah. I said, Are you going? And she said, No, it's in it's in Oklahoma City. I'm like, No, it's not. And so, <laughs> and so I had to look it up. I'm like, oh, it is. Actually, because I was gonna call Mike Wallace, I was like, Mike, Mike might be on the road. I'm not gonna call him when he's on the road. I can talk to him when he gets back. And uh, but no, he's here because Elliot's on the road. And so yeah, but it is hey, ain't, of- ain't ain't none of them on the road, brother. <laughs> it's COVID. They no, in, uh, no. they in booth two sixteen or suite two sixteen doing the no, game. I swear to God, I swear it was one game. It was one game last week. They I don't know who they were playing on the road last week. Hasseltine and Mike Wallace was in the other, they were in the other arena. Cause um, oh, who was it? Was it a blowout? I don't know, but they were there. And maybe, maybe just Hasseltine and them are traveling. I don't know if the TV crews are traveling. Really? Okay. I don't know. I tried to listen to it on the radio today, but I couldn't really tell when I was in the car. When I was in the car, it was during halftime. Um, I don't know if we both high or not, Campbell, but it's late. So that's probably what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's um it was it was a very slow start, and Ja didn't score in the first quarter, uh, which was interesting. Uh, we talked about his slow first quarters. I feel like we haven't talked about him in a minute because he's been playing so well in the first quarter. But uh, he started off slow, 
the team started off slow. In that second, the last five minutes of the second quarter, the Thunder kind of pulled away, but the Grizzlies kept it close, which helped out in the third. Uh, Grayson Grayson Allen ended with ended the half with a great play. Yeah, uh, it, it paid Poku back for uh, busting our ass a couple weeks ago or right. last week or whenever that was. But uh, he he got him good with the left. With and, the lefty. And it's good to see, you know, Grayson, he had that hip injury last year in the bubble, and we didn't know, you, you know, like at that point, he's basically on the verge. I might be out of the league if I can't recover from this hip. And now he's, you know, starting and at, at the very least a rotation player. And he was the – him and Dylan were basically the lone bright spot in the first half. But Dylan had nine points, and seven of them came from the free throw line. So I'm not sure – how bright that is, you know, it, <laughs> it, in a in a half when you don't really have any scoring, your team shooting 34%, you turn it over eight times, uh, only 24 points in the paint in the first half, and the Thunder had seven blocks in the first half alone. Uh, you like that Dylan took the initiative to at least get to the line. We know he's not scared to, you know, take the ball in his own hands and do his thing. So it kept us in the game. Uh, we shot 12 free throws in the first half to their five. And, but, you know, it was a, all around just an ugly first half. And like I said, Moses Brown had 10 and 10 and two blocks. Al Horford was looking like he was back on the Hawks or something. He had 11 points and six. I guess it was uh, a trade showcase basically for Al Horford. Like, yo, send me somewhere <laughs> to a playoff team. They can't. They can't. Al, Al Horford is not in the future of the Thunder. So they got to be – they already got 35 picks. So just <laughs> – Give somebody a pick to take Al Horford too. Like you don't need you don't need both of them. Dude, uh, I, I think Pete said they have 18 first round picks and like 15 or 13 second round picks over the next seven years. Yeah. That, I mean, it sounds great, but you got to make moves with those pieces. So well, and to their credit, like they last year they had a team that made the playoffs, and I think they went to seven games with Houston. And then this year, you know, they, they'll sneak up on you. They're not going to make the playoffs, and it looks like they're putting the tank on, especially if SGA is hurt. Like, he didn't play tonight, and he's got yeah. plantar fasciitis in his foot. So, um, but to their credit, they've got talented guys, and they play hard. Didn't the Celtics have a bunch of picks at one point, and everybody was like, watch out for the Celtics. They're going to do it. And then it's like, oh, well, now, they, uh, now they're eighth in the East. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, like, they wouldn't know close. They didn't trade them for Paul George. They wouldn't trade them for mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. So the thing is, you got to pull the trigger on the trade and then like hope the guy that you trade for extends. So a lot of things have to work out. Like it's great that they have all those assets, but it doesn't mean anything like for their right. future. Right. Um, back to the game. Start of the third quarter. The Grizzlies started the third quarter with four straight turnovers. <laughs> yeah. It was like, um, oh, no, not again. And so, like, you're looking at it like, oh, man, this team is about to be. Because for a while there, Oklahoma City was looking like the better team. and uh, But they got it together halfway through the third quarter. And at one point we were on a 33-9 to nine run. A 33 to, yeah, 33-9 to nine run um, through the third quarter. And that's when we got out – they were playing such great defense. Like you got Dort and you got um what's the boy name? Mal- Melaton, Melatonin, um Teo Maladon. Maladon. Uh they were all playing the playing great defense on the on the perimeter. And then when we start when we started getting turnovers and turning them over and getting in the open court and start running and throwing lob the Anthony Bain through a lob to Brandon Clark that was crazy. Um, you know, when we got started getting in the open court. 
it the game turned and we took the lead and we didn't look back. Yeah, and Dylan Brooks was kind of the catalyst for that. He was hitting shots. He ended up with 25 points and season high plus 25 uh, while he was in the game. So shout out to Dylan. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, it, we couldn't look more different from the first half to the, you know, after like the first four minutes of the third quarter. Um, just playing with effort, making them do what we wanted them to do instead of just basically running up and down the court. Uh, mm -hmm. Grayson mentioned it in his post game, and then Brevin was kind of talking about it throughout the game. There in that third quarter, we started switching basically everything, which eliminated the just straight dribble penetration off the screen uh, with Valanciunas in the drop and just easy buckets. The same way SGA basically beat us the other day. He got going from the mid-range, and then he was knocking down threes. So those switches just take that initial drive away. Like you're not just getting right into the lane after one screen. It's not that easy right. anymore. And uh, to our credit, like every, the rotations were great. Everyone was moving. We got super active. And then the Thunder, I mean, they just had no answer. Like those, they didn't have the, they didn't have the firepower to mm -hmm. compete with a legitimate NBA team when they started playing well. And I was worried early in the third quarter because you could tell we were treating it like we're one of those veteran teams or something that can just turn it off and on. And uh, luckily, we were able to turn it on. Um, but, yeah, this I mean, second half was fun. Yeah, the second half was fun. And, um, you know, the the eyes are always on the big – our our version of uh, the big three, <laughs> but not really a big three, um, Grayson, DeAnthony, and Desmond. And uh, DeAnthony had 17 minutes tonight, 14 points. He was shooting that thing. He was shooting <laughs> that thing. He just came off ready – Ready to go. Uh, and then, you know, Desmond Bain ended up with three play 24 minutes. Didn't shoot the ball well, but like I said, he threw a good lob to uh, to Brandon Clark, played some good defense. It's going to be interesting to – like we say it every show, but that's that's the game within the game. Those three, who plays well, who doesn't. And on a light like tonight where you had two out of the three play well, you know, you, you get a win with that. Like Grayson gives you 20, DeAnthony gives you 14. That's pretty good. Yeah, and DeAnthony, I mean, in in the fourth quarter, so Fast Break Breakfast tweeted this stat. Since the All-Star break in the fourth quarter, Melton is 9 of 11 from deep. <laughs> like, Mr. Fourth Quarter, maybe? But it, he, he, he plays like four minutes in the fourth quarter, I feel like. Right. I'm not sure what he's got to do to get more minutes. And, I mean, you can't tonight, you can't really make the argument that he should have been in over Grayson, although – Maybe you can, uh, and, and you can't really say to take Dylan out tonight, probably another one of his best games of the season. Um, so I, it's going to be fascinating to see if we make a move uh, here in the next, what, 12, 14 hours. So yeah. so this blog jam works itself out, or if we're content to ride it out based on, like we talk about every show, the rest of the schedule and how condensed it's going to be. Yeah, uh, I, and actually, I think the first when I when I got tuned into the game in the second quarter, I think DeAnthony only played like three or four minutes, and we hadn't he wasn't on the court when he's usually on the court. And it, you know, I was watching the game with my mom at her house, and she was like, "How come DeAnthony ain't playing?" Like it was noticeable that you know, what I'm saying that, that he wasn't on the court at the time when he's usually on the court. So I thought it was, and I was, I'm looking on the bench trying to see him on the bench because I'm looking like. Is this one of the games that resting him? Because we got two Utah games coming up where you got to, uh, you know, maybe 
use him to guard, you know, uh, Donovan Mitchell or, you know, you saving his legs, whatever. But then, you know, he ended up coming in playing. He played more in the second half than he did the first half. Like, so yeah, he still only ended up with 17 minutes. Um, but it was actually, it looked like they kind of put a fire on him because he came into the game, like gunning, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me show y'all, not even let me show y'all what I got to do, but let me just, let me just do what I can do so I can get my numbers. He has kind of transformed from like just a defensive guy to a heater type guy when he comes in off the bench. Like he's getting his up. He played 17 minutes and got nine shot attempts up. Uh, right. Six of them were from deep. And I mean, you know, he shot it well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why he's not playing tonight. You can point to the analytical numbers. He was a minus 10 in those 17 minutes. And that's worse than Bain and Grayson Allen. Um, but I don't think it was his fault that they were minus 10. So Tony Tony Allen today on uh, Tuesdays with t- Tony, even though it's a Wednesday, basically was like he's just got to keep working and biding his time. Like he's going to get his opportunity to play big minutes and just got to be ready to you know make the most of it. And he's made the most of these limited minutes that he's getting. So I, I you know the the upside is there, and I don't envy the coaching staff having to decide how to do the rotation with these wing guys as is. Yeah. And I mean, you say we got 12 to 14 hours left, 14, 14, 16 hours left in this trade deadline. You know, Campbell saying, go ahead and put uh, Jaron in that thing. Go and trade Jaron for somebody. <laughs> so who, uh, I mean, there's really not a lot more to talk about this game. Like we finished nah. with 19 assists, 18 turnovers. The final score was 116, 107. It is what it is. But do you have any guys who, or I'm sure you got a couple, Outside of Ja, we'll just assume he's off the table. But are there any guys on the roster that are untouchable for you at this trade deadline? Ooh, untouchable. And we're going to say untouchable in the sense of you're not getting – we're not assuming that the trade is for an all-star type player. This is just like a, a role player. Nor- Norman Powell would be the highest level player in this scenario that you're that you're trading them for. I would say in the, in the current state of the team – as of 10.53, Wednesday, March 24th, 10.53 p.m., I would say you can't get rid of Jonas right now. I think Jonas is pretty much untouchable with the state of this team. We don't have another big that can be just as effective as him um, in what we do. And I say that you know, even when, when Jaron comes back and Jaron comes back healthy, you know, we can we can talk. But um, – I think so. Ja, Jonas, maybe Dylan. Dylan's Say really loud, changed, man. <laughs> Dylan's really changed my mind these last few days, last few weeks, actually. Uh, you know, I, I'm still a huge Dylan Brooks critic, but I mean, when he's good, he's good. And he hasn't been bad that often. And he hasn't been bad as often as he was uh, in the bubble in last year. So, which I, which we've, talked about ad nauseum you know part of that is just the makeup of the team now he he has a defined role and he knows what to do in that role um other than that i don't know if there's many more untouchables so would you trade would, would you include brandon clark in a deal for like a, a Ubre or powell type player because uh, i wouldn't i don't think i would i don't so i don't I, think I think I would I ex- think- ex- expand on your list. You have Ja, JV, Dylan, and I've got Dylan etched in. I know you're a little iffy. And then I would probably include Brandon Clark and um, 
Melton. I want to include Bane, but I could make a move. Yeah, I I, I think that, that that last year's draft class was just too good. You know what I'm saying? Like Brandon Clark, we don't have another player like Brandon Clark unless you're going to tell me that you know we're going to keep Kyle like Kyle Anderson is going to turn into something else. Um, I need we need Brandon. We need Brandon as the backup big, as a, as a backup, whatever you want to call him, backup utility player. I believe that maybe Kyle is on the chopping block. You can Kyle is expendable, do you think? Yes or no? Yeah, it, it it seems like it just with the way the rotations have been going lately and uh kind of his body language <laughs> to to steal your thing. So Kyle, I wouldn't be surprised if Tyus was included in a deal. I was thinking about Tyus, but you know, I like having a dedicated backup point, a real backup. Me too. Me too. That's the sticking point for me. And I, like I said, I assume that you have to approach this trade deadline a bit differently than ones past, just because of the season. Like Jaw's going to have to rest at some point. Yeah. You know. And what are you going to do? Start Justice at point guard? Like, no, I don't. I don't think we're ready for that. Justice could be on the block. Justice could be on the block. I mean, I'm not he had sure a his value, his work could be lower, but <laughs> you know, like, it's not yeah, like it's, what do we want to get? Like you say, a Kelly Oubre, a Norman Powell type, you know, Kelly Oubre's name has been attached to the Grizzlies for way too long. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I only bring it up because of your brother. So, yeah. but I don't know. Like, who do we almost trade him for? Marshawn probably. Brooks. Well, it depends on who you ask, because either Marshawn or Dylan. <laughs> right. They just got the, what a crazy <laughs> night. We were in the arena that night. Like that was during the game. Yeah. The trade happened during the game. They pulled one, they pulled Marshawn off the bench. And Washington was like, no, we want the other Brooks. We don't want <laughs> Yeah, that was wild. So uh we we've came a long way since since the Brooks mishap. So <laughs> Marshawn Brooks used to be a featured player on this team. Good lord! Oh, but I mean, I, I don't know what we need. You know, the thought is always a big wing that can handle and score. But I, I, you know, I, it's the thing that's what makes it so difficult with not seeing these guys with Jaron that we don't right. actually know what piece we need. Like, can Jaron play the five and, and Brandon be the backup five? And like, then we need more of a four type. You know, there's so many different scenarios that could we could need just about everything. Um, like a, a right. bigger guy, a, a better shooter at backup point guard. Um, there's all kinds of, of upgrades. Hey, I'm not Wins, Winslow. You know, he. I think at this point, to me, he's been a bit underwhelming. His defense is great, but uh, <laughs> the three point bricks are starting starting to weigh on me. I, I I still think he can, you know, probably be a part of this team, but I don't think he is currently what the front office envisioned when we when they made that deal for him. Yeah, and I don't know. I just don't know what you can get for him. Like nothing. Who's going? Who's going to give you something for him? Somebody who's played thirteen games, fourteen games, maybe not. Not even that many. I'm assuming. Like maybe. Yeah, I say maybe thirteen games. You know, uh, you can't. You ain't gonna get much from him. And people don't want to see his wardrobe on the sideline. <laughs> and I mean, how would you feel if like Grayson or Bain were traded? Like th- that's like the hottest commodity in today's NBA is a big time shooter. But uh, how would you feel if like 
I, the thing is, I don't know what we need, so I can't make up fake trades in my head. <laughs> right. I, I, and, it, and it would all also be about the return. Like, if we give up, I'm going to say his name, if we give up Grayson Allen for Kelly Oubre, yeah, it's fine. I'll take that. But we know we keeping, we get to keep Bain and the Anthony Melton. So you got a more explosive wing guy maybe, but I don't know. I think I said it a few shows ago. I like the makeup of this team for the next two years. Um, Ja's going to be your superstar. Jaron's going to be star level. Dylan's going to be your star, can be a star one night, you know, going to be a goat a couple nights. But, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of what we got. And is it enough to win a championship? No. Is it enough to compete and continue to build? Yeah. Like, we're in a playoff race right now without Jaron. And I feel like when we get them back outside of the learning curve and playing with them, because at this point, you know, they've played more games without him than they ever played with him, this group. So what what's that going to be? <laughs> um, and, and, and like looking into the future after next season, Jaron is up for his extension. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's kind of penciled in that he'll get a max ex- extension, but – if he doesn't play this season and he does play next season, it's going to be hard for me to give him a max extension. Right. Um, but that's just, that's the going rate. That's how, that's how it goes in the NBA. So him not getting a max extension would be surprising to the league. But, um, you know, at some sooner rather than later, we're going to have to pay him and jaw. And then we're not going to have this flexibility to go out and get the third piece. Um, so can Dylan be the third piece on a championship team? Can Melton become that? Maybe to both of them, honestly, but they're not that right now. And would we be better if we got someone who is better suited for that? And then they are four and five, you know, like. Right. It's interesting. It's a it's a it's, it's a great problem to have. Um, we're in a much better position than the last few years. We're hoping and praying. I think they say, was it two um, two trade deadlines ago was when we traded Mark to Toronto. Yeah. Um, and then we, we lost Mike that following summer. Uh, so you know, this is the time we just just stand pat and just chill out and see, um, see what's happening around us. See what some of the, if any of the teams around us make any moves uh, that can. Houston Oladipo is going somewhere, so yeah. hopefully he doesn't end up with a team that on a team that's fighting right with us. Uh, Sacramento might send Bagley somewhere. Um, Try to think who else is around us. Like the Warriors, where they were they were kicking around the idea of Ubre for some for Lonzo maybe or Ubre for somebody. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, the Pelicans got to make some moves. Yeah, yeah, um, and then, like they talking about buying out JJ Redick and. He's going to sign with the Nets if they buy him out. And I'm like, bro, like how much – this is getting ridiculous. I'm not saying that J.J. Rick's an all-star type player, but do y'all really need – like go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, if I, they might not do this, but but if you had the big three, KD, Kyrie, Harden, and Joe Harris and J.J. out there, <laughs> like and KD kind of manning the five on defense and Harden can guard post players – not a lot of defense, but they're going to score every time down court. They are going to score every time down the court, and it's going to be like, I, look, we talked about it. I don't know about all this stacking these teams. Like, 
LeBron, like the Heatles weren't a stacked team. It was LeBron, superstar, superstar level LeBron, star level Dwayne, and star level Chris Bosh. Almost washed up Ray Allen. And like who else? Zazunis Elgowskis was the star, was the star in center. Or so you know what I'm saying? Whatever. But now it's like these stacked teams is crazy. Like you got three superstars on one team. Like the Clippers went and got a superstar level Kawhi Leonard, a superstar level Paul George. Still didn't win nothing. I don't know. I'm not with these stacked. I'm not with all of these stacked teams. Like you got four different stacked teams, and the rest of the NBA is just kind of just like grasping at straws. Yeah. I'm, well, and then that may, that makes the case of why maybe we need to be more active this trade deadline <laughs> to beef up yeah. our future. Uh, so as seemingly, you know, uninteresting as this trade deadline appears to be for the Grizzlies, like it could have major implications moving forward, just like any trade could, you know, you, you hit the right player, you hit the right pick or whatever, but Anyways, enough speculation. We'll see if we get any Woj or Shams reports. Like, there's been no action all day oh. today. <laughs> Tomorrow's gonna be it's gonna be coming fast and furious because there's a bunch like Kyle Lowry's not gonna be with the Raptors tomorrow. He pieced uh, out the cameras on his yeah. way out. Yeah, he's not gonna be with the Raptors tomorrow. Um, who else? Victor said Victor Depot probably won't be with the Rockets. Which in that trade, man, Pacers got to steal. And thank God he's healthy because Karis LeVert is a beast. And yeah. uh, he's going to fit right in with that team and what that team does. And Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert, DeMontis, DeMontis Sabonis. <laughs> what I say, DeBonis? DeBonis? <laughs> what happens when you get seven fouls? DeBonis. DeBonis. That was good. That was good. Uh, so, yeah, I think. You know, that's how uninterested we were in this game. Like, this is one of those games, like the Tigers game, bro. Just win the game. We don't care how you win it. I'm not about to. T- I'm not going to make an overarching season adjustment um, take on this game. Just make sure you win this game because you should have won the other one. And they, they they did. They they won the game. One more. They got what they needed. Now you start the road trip out good. It's a road trip. You got Oklahoma City tonight. Had Oklahoma City tonight. Two against the Jazz and one against the Rockets. So ideally, you'll go three and one. You'll be happy with two and two. Yep. Let's go split one in in Utah. Yeah. Um. All right. So who you got for a player of the game tonight? Well, go man. This ain't my second game in the road. A homie, Dylan Brooks. Got to. Gotta go with the. Gotta go with the Canadian man. Gotta go with the Canadian. It's like a, it's like a United Nations out there. It was all types of players from all over the world on the court tonight. <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm giving I'm giving Dylan man. He's been playing really well. Stepped up when it steps up when the team needs him. Like 13 shots is like good for him. Eight of was it eight of 13? Um, yeah, had I mean, a few Dylan plays, but you you expect that, and like we say, so Dylan Dylan Brooks. That's that's the dream game from Dylan Brooks. Like that's what people have clamored for for what mm-hmm. three four years now. Like just efficient. No, his his motor got us going in third half, basically helped us win the game. Um, but yeah, I, I got Dylan too. Who you got for a bum of the game? Lou Dort. <laughs> why 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 are you picking on my man Lou Dort? Because he went to Arizona State University. And that's why. He's a bum of the game. His name is Dort. His last name is Dort. And uh <laughs> he went to ASU. So that's why he's my bum of the game. 
I guess I'll go with the uh, Poku since he let Grayson Allen poke it right on him <laughs> with the left right. hand. And then Grayson came back and did it with the right hand in the second half. Uh, let me show y'all I got some hops. Yeah, he was flying around tonight. I mean, dude, we had so many dunks in that like span from the third quarter to midway through the fourth quarter. When just Grayson, Justice had one, Brandon Clark, Ja got Ja had a steal and he just wide open dunking. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I mean, him, and, him, so and did, yeah. him and Dylan did the two. They both did two hand dunks and they hung on the rim for a long time. <laughs> like, ooh, and the referee didn't call a tech. So there you go. And not a not a college tech like my boy got the other day. Mm-hmm. Who was it in the tournament who got that weak tech when he dunked full speed and they said he was hanging on the rim? Anyway. Oh, I didn't, I didn't watch that one. But um, all right, we, we got player of the game, bum of the game. What about your uh, play of the game? I'm gonna go. We mentioned it twice. I'm gonna go with uh Grayson's left hand dunk to end the first quarter, in the first half. It was um, it was needed because I think it cut the lead to to six. Um, it was cut the lead to six before we went to half, which was definitely needed. And Grayson had a good night, and sometimes he got to remind people uh he got some sneaky hops, and he reminded them tonight. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the play of the game. But I, I'll go uh, Bane, Bane's lob to Clark. That was also nice late in the game. So it's, it's anytime Brevin, like, gets super hyped up, it makes the play that much yeah, better, better for, for yeah. Grizzly fans, you know? Because, like, Uncle Brevin, like, when, when when we have kids, like, that'll be Uncle Brevin and Uncle Pete. <laughs> <laughs> How was it watching Grizzlies games? We were gathered around the TV, <laughs> listening to Uncle Brevin and Uncle Pete. Tell us well, about Ja and Rob Fisher would wear colorful shoes. <laughs> hey, well, well, will they tell us about Jamal making some money tonight? <laughs> that, that's my imitation of a peak transition <laughs> to a Rob Fisher sideline report presented by AutoZone. Shout out, baby. Uh, shout out. <laughs> um, see, that, that question is um, it's a loaded question. You know, I, I won some money on the other NBA bet. I mean, is it loaded? I just asked you if you won some money. <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> I, I won some money, but not on the Grizzlies. How about that? Well, uh, what you have on the Grizz? I want to give the bum of the game to the FanDuel Sports app because they actually tried to mess up the accounting of this parlay. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they got it right. They didn't get it right. They still got one thing wrong, but it doesn't matter because whatever. So, you know, um, you know how I usually start. These two things are always going to be on there. I had Kyle Anderson scoring 10 points. And Kyle Anderson getting uh, over four rebounds tonight. Kyle only had six points, but he had five rebounds. Uh, had Jonas getting over fifteen and over ten, which he did. Um, had Ja getting over fifteen points, which he did not. Eleven points for Ja. Uh, had Dylan getting over fifteen points, which he did. Had Grayson Allen scoring over seven and a half, which he did. Had Lou Dort scoring over twelve points, which he did. And had Theo Maladon getting over four rebounds, which he did. So the ones I the two I missed were Kyle scoring ten and Josh scoring fifteen. Which, like I say, every time this happens, they do that every game. <laughs> and if the game's a little bit closer, Josh's in there at the end getting right. four to six free throws, and he's hitting that. And you know, sometimes Kyle's closing, sometimes he's not. But I, can, I, I'm sure you were upset when you saw them check out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I was like, yo, just don't keep like win the game, but keep it close so they can come back in. Um, you kind of you kind of can tell with Kyle by the by halftime if he's not if he's not halfway there, 
at least. You know, if he doesn't have four or six points in the first half, he probably ain't going to get you 10 because according to how the game goes, he might not play that much in the second half um, in terms of matchups and stuff. So, uh, yeah, that was that. Like I said, but I did, I did win some money on another bet, so that was good. Uh, but yeah, I will keep, I will keep betting these stats bets on our our fair grids. You know, but, one one hit, and all you need is one to hit. One hit, and the floodgates about to open, baby. But didn't hit yesterday, like last game. <laughs> yeah, hit last game. Hit last game. Okay. You know, can't hit them all, Mace. <laughs> okay. Well, you said the floodgates about to open, so I'm just confused. On I guess I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not the floodgates for the Grizzlies bets, but just in general. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, okay. I won some off the NBA. You know, we got college basketball coming up, which I'm really good at. So, yeah. And speaking of college basketball, we got the Tigers tomorrow play their second round game of the NIT, which I believe is the Elite Eight um, against Boise State. So a Mountain West foe. And we'll be back to talk about that game. Maybe we'll hit on some trades if they happen as well. Um, but in the meantime, y'all can find me on Twitter at Barnburner Slim. Y'all can find the show in podcast form. Uh, just search all Memphis post game wherever you get your um, podcast and Jay let them know where they can find you and the video versions of the show man they can find me on Twitter at Nerdy McFly they can find the show on YouTube at Diamond in the Bluff Media Um, and they can find us on Facebook at uh, wow they can find us on Facebook at Diamond in the Bluff media and or the kickback pod that's where they can find the show campbell i'm trying to find that time for you let's see they, they play at, they play at eight central the tigers play at eight central tomorrow on espn okay there you go eight central tomorrow we'll be uh, on a little bit after that uh so yeah that's where you can find the show on youtube diamond in the bluff or on facebook diamond in the bluff you know there you go and no no sir campbell Gotta go. I gotta gotta I gotta get with you to pick up that bottle, man. Get that get that get that henny pure white. Yeah, I'm gonna just wait on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh with that being said, oh if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, while we're playing around, just go ahead and click that subscribe button, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Uh we appreciate y'all for listening. With that being said, uh for Mace, I am Jamal and we are out.